All right. We are studying the book of? Yes. And it is found on page 953, and we'll be on page 953 for a few weeks, so get used to it. Page 953 in your pew Bibles, you'll find it helpful to keep it open, I think, even though it's a short little section of Scripture that we're looking at tonight. Page 953. This is what it says. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. What is she going to do with two verses? (laughs) Yesterday, Some of you proclaimed very clearly your identity. For some of you, this was your identity. There will be no booing, only cheering. Only cheering, no booing. No booing. We are not, we are inclusive, we are welcoming, we're hospitable. Some of you proclaimed this identity. Doubled identity. Some of you proclaimed this identity. Yes. Some of you proclaimed this identity. Some of you proclaimed this identity. RVD may get cup of participation for loft. Maybe we should give those out. Idea. Some of you proclaim this identity. Some of you proclaim this identity. And some of you proclaim this identity. In case you didn't pick it up, these people won. (laughs) Yesterday was chaos day. It's a day when we proclaim our identities. And some of you didn't just go with the t-shirt. No, 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 my friends. You had face paint. You had costumage. Some of you were like involved with cardboard pieces. Uh, some of you had like little antennae at the top of your heads. And some of you, I've, I really, I still really don't know what you were, but you look cool. <laughs> and some of you um, in KE, it didn't matter what you were wearing because by the end of the day, everybody looked like everybody else because you were all covered in mud. Yes, love the mud bowl. Yes, proclaiming our identity. It's a time to stand up and say, this is who I am. This is where I belong. You couldn't have been in the tennis and track building yesterday and not know who belonged where. It was very clear. Very clear. It was like, this is our zone. These are our people. This is where we belong. This is who I am. (laughs) 
It was about identity and a little bit about insanity. <laughs> identity is important to find your place, to claim your people. These are my people. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is my identity. In these first two verses in the book of Philippians, Paul is very clear about identity. He wants to make it very clear both who he is and who the people he is writing to are. Identity. He says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ. Now, if you've got your Bibles open, you see a little footnote thing there. And it says, Greek slaves. Now, why when it says Greek slaves, the people in the translating committee don't go, you know, we should put slaves in there because I think that's what the Greek is. I don't know why they do that. Because you really should read Paul and Timothy, slaves of Jesus Christ. A servant is somebody like, you know, a butler or a chauffeur where, you know, they've, they've got a pretty decent life. They maybe have an apartment over the garage. They get a stipend. You know, that's like a servant. Somebody you like ring a bell, they come, they wear a tux, they're very polite. A slave is someone who is completely owned by the other person. The other person is the master. There's no payment here. Often there's very little respect. You are owned by the other person. Paul wants to make it very clear that his identity is as a slave of Jesus Christ. He is owned by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is his Lord and master. Are Paul, Timothy, slaves of Jesus Christ. What's also unusual about Philippians is that he adds Timothy as somebody who's also a slave of Jesus Christ. In other letters of Paul, he'll say things like, Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ, and Bob. He'll just claim the slave of Jesus Christ thing for himself, and the other guy's just kind of there, you know, and, you know, like the other guy. But right at the very beginning of this letter, he wants to make it very clear that if you are a slave of Jesus Christ, there is no hierarchy. Nobody's over anybody else. Paul and Timothy are both slaves of Jesus Christ. Now, we'll find out as we walk our way around this letter that there are a bit of problem in Philippians, in the Philippian church. They, they had a little people that weren't really getting along very well, and he had to kind of tell them, you got to get along a little better. And, and he tells them to be of one mind, of one spirit, one purpose, like get it together, people, be together. He loves them. He has great affection for them. But already in the very beginning of this letter, he's making it clear that if you are all slaves in Jesus Christ, nobody is over anybody else. We see that continuing in the second little section where he says, to all God's holy people or to the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi together with the bishops and deacons or the overseers and deacons. He says to all God's saints and the bishops and the deacons. Now we have 2,000 years of church history so when we see words like overseer or bishop or deacon, we get these images in our mind of you know the guy with the big hat and the vestment, and maybe a staff. I always wanted a staff. <laughs> and the hat, to be quite honest. And, and we picture like a bishop, you know? Or we picture a deacon, you know? We picture somebody in a nice Sunday outfit like passing the collection plate, you know? Or like delivering a turkey to somebody. That's like a deacon thing to do. 
showing mercy, right, benevolence. That's, that's, right? That, these are the images we have when we think about bishops, overseers, deacons. We kind of slot 2,000 years of church history into this. But when Paul wrote this, there wasn't 2,000 years of church history. So when he's talking about bishops and deacons or overseers and deacons, he's talking about those of you who have a little bit of responsibility for kind of keeping the flock together. You could almost interpret these words as the people who care and the people who serve, or the people who serve by caring. It's not really clear in the Greek, it's a little fuzzy. But the idea is there are some people who are trying to like be sure that everybody else gets cared for, that's the idea. And he puts them second. Now normally when you're writing a letter and you're addressing people, you wanna hit the most important people first. It's very important, hit the important people. Paul flips that to all the saints, all God's holy people in Jesus Christ, in Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons. Once again, he's saying, if you're all in Christ, everybody's equal. And he uses a really interesting word translated in the NRSV as saints. As you're all saints. To all God's saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, you're all a bunch of saints. Just one small problem with that. It's because they weren't, really. I mean, they were, they were perfectly lovely people. They were very generous to him and they were kind. But we met some of these people this week. A week ago, we met Lydia. Lydia was the Greek businesswoman, seller of purple. We met Lydia. She was, you know, perfectly fine. On Thursday in chapel, we heard this, the rest of the story of Acts 16, about how there was this slave girl going around after Paul and Silas saying, these guys are from the Most High God, you should listen to them. And they got a little tired of it, and so said, well, let's cast this demon out of her, because it's just, and then her owners got really mad, because they found out she made quite a bit of money for them prophesying the future. Paul and Silas get thrown into jail, there's a big earthquake while they're singing hymns, all the doors blow open. The jailer comes, he thinks everybody's left. They're like, no, we're still here, we're singing, we're almost getting the harmony right, come on in. <laughs> he comes in, he's amazed by the whole thing, he gets baptized. So this church starts out with the Greek businesswoman and the little slave girl who can prophesy and a, and a jailer. There's not a saint among them. And you know, they're, they're bringing in their friends, you know? They're bringing in more slaves and more women and more like blue-collar people. And then, you know, the kind of the retired Roman citizens come in and their wives come in and people, I mean, they're just like, you know, people. They're not really saints. And in fact, their identities were pretty clear in that society. You could rank them. Lydia was the business owner. She had a lot of money. That was pretty high. The slave girl was young. She was a slave. She had no value at all. The jailer was employed in some way, but he was a man, so maybe slightly higher than Lydia, but maybe not because he kind of worked in a kind of a dark profession. But the world told them that these were their identities. This is who you're supposed to be. Be a good business person. Don't overcharge people, but you gotta make a profit. Be a slave girl. Listen to everything your masters tell you to do. Be a good jailer. Keep our town safe. Keep the riffraff behind bars. That's your identity. That's who you are. That's what you do.
One of the things we talk about when you come to college is that it's time for you to like figure out who you are, right? Try new things, find out what you like, figure out who you are, find your identity. And we say this like, you know, like the world's your oyster, like it's all just a blank slate, just go find your identity. But the truth of it is, North American society is pretty clear about what we think college students should be like. You've seen the movies. You've seen the television shows. What are American college students supposed to be like? What are you supposed to be like? Partiers. Partiers. What else? That's kind of a big one. <laughs> what else are you supposed to be? What? Procrastinators. Poor. <laughs> Can I have a witness? Yes. Right, what else? Always hungry. Always hungry. <laughs> what else are you supposed to be? What? Promiscuous. Promiscuous. Yes. Competitive. Really competitive? What was the other one? Apathetic. Apathetic. <laughs> All at the same time. Right? This is the identity. This is what you're told. And so, you know, you get in the car and you go to the party and you're drinking from the little red cup because you think, I'm a college student. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to do. Or you skip class and you play the video games until your eyes are all bloodshot and you can't remember what day it is because you think, oh, I'm a college student. That's <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. Or you surf the web when no one's around and you find the porn site and you stay on it for a while because you think, I'm a college guy. This is what I'm supposed to do. Or you dress a little too provocatively and you dance a little too close and you go a little too far because you're a college girl and this is what you're supposed to do. Aren't you tired of the lies? Aren't you just tired of the lies? The truth is, if you need to drink to have fun, you're already well on your way to a significant problem. The truth is, if you're playing games to the point where you can't remember what day it is, you're going to lose a lot more than a day. The truth is, if you're using porn with any regularity, you are going to be addicted. The truth is, if you're going too far, you are going to have lots of trouble in holding relationships. That's the truth. Paul comes to these people in Philippi who were told that they had to be certain ways in society, that there were certain labels on them and they had to be a certain way and fit a certain image and be shaped into a certain mold. And he says, no, uh-uh, don't buy the lies. He says to them right out of the gate, you 
are God's holy people. You are saints. You are God's holy people. You are saints. Don't buy the lies that the world tries to pass off on you. Don't buy the labels of North American society. You are saints. And we are saints and we are holy people just in the same way that the Philippians were saints and holy people because of that next little line in the text, in Christ Jesus. Only in Christ Jesus are we holy people. There's nothing that the Philippians did that made them any more holy than anybody else, and there's nothing that anything that we do that makes us more holy than anybody else. It's because we are in Christ Jesus that we are holy. Because when you are in Christ Jesus, when you have been in the waters of baptism, the old life is gone and the new life has come. And you get to live out of that new identity as a follower of Jesus Christ. You are a holy person in Christ Jesus. And as holy people in Christ Jesus, we can stand up to the lies. We could say no. My primary identity is not as a college student in North America. My primary identity is as a follower of Jesus Christ. I am in Christ Jesus. I am a holy person. I am a saint. This is who I am. This is the identity I own. This is what I will die for. Paul and Timothy, slaves of Jesus Christ. To the saints who are in Christ Jesus in Philippi, together with the overseers and the bishops, and then he's able to say this, grace. Grace. When we are in Christ Jesus, we are there because of grace. And the grace of God is a gift to us. There's nothing you do to earn it. Nothing you can do to make, that makes God love you any more. Nothing you can do will make God love you any less. Grace is a gift. And grace comes alongside you and says, the old life is gone. Embrace the new life. The behavior, behavior that you did last night, it's gone. It's forgiven. There's a fresh start. The choices that you made that have gotten you into this problem, they can be remedied, they can be worked out, you can be forgiven. Mistakes that you've made that you carry around with you, the secrets that you hide and you think if anybody found this out, out I would be mortified, I would be so embarrassed, I would be so ashamed, all of that can be washed away, can be forgiven, you get a fresh start, that's grace. God says, your identity is not as a college student in America. Your identity is as my beloved son, my beloved daughter, a saint because of Jesus Christ. And I long to give you grace. I long to forgive your sins. I long to wash you whiter than snow. I long for all of these things. I want to give you grace so that you can have peace. The peace that Paul talks about here is, is the Jewish idea of peace, the idea of shalom, of flourishing, of wholeness. 
Because when you experience the grace that is ours in Jesus Christ, then you have peace. You have the peace of not worrying about getting pulled over while you're driving home because you know you're not drunk. You have the peace that comes from not worrying why your professor is calling you into her office because you know you haven't been cheating. You have the peace that comes from knowing that someday when you are married, you and your spouse will be able to have wonderful physical intimacy that will be unclouded by other people. And you have the peace that comes from knowing that the mistakes that you made have been washed away. And that if you are in Christ Jesus, your eternal destination is secure. And you can have peace. Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, to the saints in Christ Jesus, in Philippi, and the overseers and the bishops, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul and Silas, slaves of Jesus Christ. To the brothers and sisters at Calvin College, grace to you and peace. God has a new identity for you. You are holy people. You are saints. In a minute, I'm going to pray. And after we pray, the worship team is going to be passing out little hunks of molding clay. And we're going to invite you to just take a few minutes and mold it into something that reflects your identity as a saint. Maybe you want to put it in the shape of a cross. Maybe you want to flatten it smoother and write a word on it. Maybe you want to make little handcuffs. Maybe you want to make a halo to signify you're a saint. There'll be some images on the screen that will help you. It's not a judged thing. It's just between you and God and what he's doing in your life. And if you want to work on it later tonight, you can add a little water to it. It'll take about 24 hours for it to harden. But we want you to go out of here with something tangible to hold on to. Because the world hands you stuff all the time. It labels you all the time. And we want you to know that there's truth. And the truth is, is that you are saints. You are saints. You are saints in Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Our God, we give you praise and thanks because you long to forgive. You desire to extend grace. You want to expose our dark places so that your light can flood in. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will break down our pride. And if there are things that we need to confess, then help us to confess them. And if there are things that we need to grow into, then give us the courage to grow into them. Lord, we thank you that we stand as saints because of what you have done for us in Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can live out of that identity, that we can say no to the lies of the world and embrace the truth that is Jesus Christ. 
God, we pray that you will help us day by day to live out of that identity and say, this is who I am. This is what I will die for because this is my Lord, Jesus Christ, in whose name we all pray, amen.